This is Wednesdays with Walton with uh, Brian Walton coming up and Scoops with Danny Mac brought to you by Ryan Kelly. Cash Out Refi can change your life. The money you get from a cash out refinance can literally change your life and do it with a home loan expert. He has the 10-day closing guarantee so the money will be in your pocket faster than ever. That's Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Also, we're brought to you by Mark Milton. If you're sideways with the IRS, you have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night. Well, get to Mark Milton, the managing attorney of the Milton Law Group. Mark and his team of pros specialize in civil and criminal tax controversies. If you have IRS problems, visit STL Tax Lawyer today. That's stltaxlawyer.com today. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision. should not be based solely on advertisements. Wednesdays with Walton on scoopswithdannymac.com. We always talk it over with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com, covering the Cardinals minor league system. Hey, Brian, good morning to you, and uh, thanks for joining me. How you doing? I'm doing great, Dan. Are you? I'm doing well. Uh, last night was kind of a tough loss, but I guess in the course of 162, you're going to have some clunkers like that, aren't you? Yeah, and, you know, Colorado's a, a difficult place for some teams to come and play, and this, you know, the Cardinals, you know, unfortunately, Miles Michael has just had a rough night, and it was too deep of a hole to try to to plug away and in other situations, you know, maybe five runs would be enough, but certainly not in this situation. Let's talk about uh, what's going on with the minor leagues. And one of the guys I want to talk about is Alec Burleson because he is just tore it up from day one. Um, are you surprised he hasn't been called up or at least uh, had at least one appearance or something that would bring him to the major leagues? Why do you think that's been the case with him? Well, certainly Alec Burleson has been uh, very, very successful in AAA this year. Uh, Memphis plays now in the International League, and that's 20 teams, and he's first in the league in batting average. So, you know, if the season ended today, he would be the batting champion in the International League. He's in the top five in home runs. He's first in RBI, top five on-base percentage, OPS. Uh, you know, so just a just a very, very strong season. He was player of the month in the system in May, uh, and, you know, has continued to play well. And the Cardinals, you know, have had some needs in the outfield, but they've had guys that were already on the roster, uh, you know, like Lars Newtbar. Uh, Connor Cable came up in a short-term um, situation, and that was the one that kind of surprised me, but they wanted probably somebody who could play to center field, and Burleson is, of course, a, a, a corner guy only. Uh, the, he also, because he was only drafted in 2020, he's not required to be added to the 40-man roster yet, and so I think the Cardinals may also be thinking about what may make the most sense coming into this winter. Uh, in keeping him off the 40-man and using those spots on somebody else. But that's just speculation on, on on my part. I think the one thing that we have seen is that the Cardinals have found a way offensively to continue to get things done. And I'm pretty sure if Alec Burleson was a pitcher, we would have seen him by now. Yeah, 100% on that one. Um, Burleson is a corner outfielder, though. Can he play anywhere else? Where do you see him transitioning to the big leagues? Yeah, I think it's going to be either left or, or right field, uh, probably left field. Um, and, you know, his his – future certainly is is what you know tied to whatever happens uh with Tyler O'Neill what happens with the the right field job which Lars Newpar is grabbing right now but you know we've also got to keep in mind that Jordan Walker has has made that move to the outfield now he's they're moving him around getting him some experience everywhere but you know Jordan Walker could easily do what Dylan Carlson did a few years back and that is get a shot at AAA at the end of a very successful double-a season and be positioned to, you know, maybe even make the major league club next spring. I know that would be a big step, but it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. 
And, you know, Jordan Walker could be the St. Louis Cardinals long-term answer and right while they're still trying to, you know, Alec Burleson is still trying to find a way to get his chance. When you look at Walker um, and you've seen some of the video of him in the outfield, how has that transition been going for him? Well, we saw him at third base, and certainly the arm strength that he had at third base wasn't the issue. Sometimes it was positioning. You know, sometimes it was inaccurate throws. But, you know, Jordan Walker has made some very, very good, very solid throws uh, from the outfield just in his, what, less than two weeks out there. So, you know, I it certainly I don't know that he's going to be a center fielder. He's, you know, he's an awfully big guy. But I also don't think, based on the early returns, that anybody's going to have to be worried about his defense in one corner. You know, it looks like he'll be uh, when he reaches St. Louis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to ask you about Zach Thompson. So he's been, uh, you know, put back down in the minor leagues. Are they using him as a starter, reliever? Are they just trying to get him innings? What are, what are they doing right now with Zach Thompson? Yeah, that's really interesting because, you know, they have opening. They have a you know, guy like Tommy Parsons who's a you know, nice swing man, but he's continuing to start, and Zach Thompson is in the bullpen. And I think that is not a – uh, an indication of any lack of confidence that Zach Thompson could be a major league star, uh, an exception, accepting the reality that he's no longer stretched out as a starter. He's been an effect. He, Zach Thompson has been an effective left-handed reliever for St. Louis. And it looks like they're going to leave him in that relief role, at least the rest of his season. And, you know, I think the odds are pretty good. We're going to see Zach Thompson back with St. Louis before too much longer. I agree. Do you think his long-term, um, it's prognosis with, uh, you know, just looking at what he might do in the major leagues. Do you think that's as a starter or as a reliever? What, what's your gut feeling on that? I think that could go either way. I mean, he's certainly not the most dominant uh, pitcher, uh, but he's got a lot of experience and he's done well as a starter at times. Uh, and, you know, a lot is going to depend on what the needs of the St. Louis Cardinals are. I mean, we saw a guy, you know, like Trevor Rosenthal come through the system, was very, very successful starter, never pitched a game in relief until he got to the majors Had never pitched a game in relief, but the needs of the team were such that, and he was you know good enough in that role. The Cardinals said, Hey, you know, we want you to be a reliever. Hennessy Cabrera, again, a very good left-handed starter uh, in the minors. And, you know, I kind of thought he was going to get a chance at that. He'd like to do that. But again, the needs of the club were such that, you know, they needed Hennessy Cabrera in a pin. And you look around at, you know, left-hander left-handers and, you know, we don't know who's going to be the left-handed starters in the rotation. Well, certainly we know Montgomery's going to be back. Uh, Quintana will be a free agent. Steven Matz may or may not be healthy. You know, there, there may just not be opportunity for Zach Thompson to start, in which case, you know, you need dependable relievers. And I, I don't think folks should, you know, or Zach Thompson should feel badly about being able to be in the majors in whatever role the team needed, needs him in. Absolutely. You know, we got into an interesting conversation last night about the rules, and my personal opinion is – at the major league level, they're going to change. I think we're going to see bigger bags. You're going to see the pitch clock. I think there's going to be a limitation uh, on shifts. And you've seen that firsthand with the minor leagues. So I'm curious, when you are watching that, what are you seeing? What stands out for you? And do you think that's coming to Major League Baseball? Yeah, I do. I, you know, I'm not sure of the timing, but the commissioner has a fair amount of control over you know implementing uh, some of these changes. And, I mean, it was, I was just watching the game last night, and there was a play – where Nolan Gorman, you know, got a ball and he was in short right field. My, my day's playing softball. I mean, the second baseman was closer. To, he was positioned defensively closer to first base than he was to second base uh, and probably closer to the right field position than second base. So, you know, I think, I think that the, the banning the shift has gotten some momentum in the minor leagues, certainly having two players on each side of the bag. I don't know if this new 
you know, triangle shaped uh, uh, approach that they're doing beyond second base. That's probably not ready for prime time yet. But, you know, what they learned is that even with forcing two runners, two uh, infielders on each side of the bag, they can still cheat by playing very closely to second base on either side. But it might be a good, you know, interim step move would be, you know, requiring the fielders to, to have both feet on the dirt when, when the ball's pitched because of the, you know, we're seeing so many teams cheat by, you know, playing their uh, their infielders, especially the, the middle guys, you know, out in the outfield, basically. Do you think it's helped the offense, in your opinion? Well, it would help the offense, certainly. That's the idea. I mean, the idea is to get, you know, to get more offense and to, to take away, uh, you know, have the opportunity for more balls that are hit up the middle to actually go up the middle, or for guys who pull, you know, to one side consistently like a Matt Carpenter, you know, that would get an opportunity to have more of those hits to right field than he would have had otherwise. Yeah, it's interesting because a study was done, I think it was last year, Brian, and they said there really wasn't that much of an uptick of the offense. And I'm thinking, I'm watching these games. How could there not be? There's got to be yeah, some I don't know. Of... I haven't I haven't seen the data, but I, I, I'm with you. I, I can't see how it wouldn't help. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I think like the like other thing, like the, the pitch clock, I think that's, you know, become more more or less accepted. And, you know, that's going to come too. I'm not sure how much that's going to really matter other than maybe the pace of play. But, you know, we've seen a lot of instances where umpires have been sort of lax in terms of late calling time late, letting batters step out between pitches, which you're not supposed to do. And so, you know, any of these changes are going to require, you know, support from the umpires to, to make them work. But the, the pitch clock thing, I think, is it's, it's going to come. Because we care, your trusted source for basement repair. Do you have a waterproofing issue in your basement? Stratum Structural Systems is there to help. It's why they're the number one waterproofing company in the Midwest. They put the customer's interest first, provide lasting solutions, and eliminate the homeowner's stress. StratumRepair.com. Because we care, your trusted source for basement repair. It's Stratum. Yeah, I'm 100% in agreement with you. In terms of the draft picks, okay, so the Cardinals, the, they had the draft, the Major League Baseball had the draft. Let's talk specifically about St. Louis. Uh, the next step for some of these guys, what's what's happening now? Well, it's very interesting, Dan, and we've talked a little bit about this before, but, you know, stepping back, all these players, um, all 19 of the 20 players that the Cardinals drafted and signed, uh, you know, played their college seasons this spring, without exception. So, you know, they had a full load, full season already. Um, some of them went home and, and, you know, had time off before the draft in July. Um, some of them, you know, played longer. But the still, what the Cardinals do is they bring these players into Jupiter. They evaluate them physically. They evaluate, you know, where they are in terms of their conditioning and, and ability to play. And invariably, the position players, the hitters, are more ready to go. They can kind of pick it up and, you know, after, you know, taking some batting practice and kind of getting timing back are ready to go. So of the, of the 19 players signed, seven are position players and all seven of them have been activated and assigned to high a Palm beach. Now what that meant was that some kids that were at Palm beach that had been moved up from the Florida complex league got sent back down. They weren't ready. They weren't, you know, they weren't putting up the numbers and an interesting thing happened just last night, Dan, and that was the Palm beach lineup had all seven of these position players drafted this year in the starting lineup, which was a, kind of an unusual situation. And they, they, they won six to four. Uh, you know, I think uh, six out of the seven had, had hits and, and got on base. So, you know, this, the, the draft class on the hitting side, you know, they're already getting started in high A. On the other hand, on the pitching side, of the 12 pitchers drafted, 
only one of them has been assigned to a club to play, and that that's the fifteenth um, rounder, Matthew Hickey, who's a right a right hander from Tarleton State, and he's just got assigned to Palm Beach the other day. hasn't appeared in action. So the other eleven guys are you know in Jupiter uh, working out. You know maybe they'll get some appearances in the Gulf Coast in the excuse me in the Florida Complex League. You know, one, a few of them may get assigned to Palm Beach at some point. But, you know, now we're down to uh, about 30 days left in the full season schedules for the, the Class A and AA clubs. So there's not tons of time. Um, I'm going down in about a week uh, to Jupiter because I want to see these young guys. And I'm hoping by then some of these pitchers uh, will have been activated and at least getting some action on the backfields in the Florida Complex League. Absolutely. All right, Brian, let's wrap it up. What's happening at thecardinalnation.com? And you mentioned you're heading down to Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, we you know we continue to have our local reporters on the on the scene in the uh, for all the affiliates. But I like to get down as well, so I'm gonna you know go down when Palm Beach is in town and go in the backfields and watch the uh, the Florida Complex League kids in the day, and then see the Palm Beach Cardinals at night. And we you know continue to have daily reports on uh, on all the games that are played, and those are go to our message board and join in the discussions on whether they're watching the major leagues or the minor league games. So there's a lot of communication back and forth with Cardinals fans. Uh, with one another, uh, you know, without a lot of the BS that you see on some of the other sites. No doubt. Hey, Brian, thanks so much, and uh, we'll catch up again next Wednesday. And uh, I would assume, are you there next Wednesday in Jupiter, or are you going to still be at home? No, I'll still be, I'll still be at home. I go down uh, on Friday. Gotcha. Well, we'll catch up next Wednesday. Thanks for doing this. Take care, Dan. That's Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com.